WFYI podcast brought to you by Bloomington, Indiana, an American college town offering food and drink, college sports, outdoor activities, live music, cool art, and good times daily. Everyone is welcome in Bloomington. More information at visitbloomington.com. Support for Small Studio comes from Sun King Brewing. I like to open with this piece anytime I am in a space with people who have come to hear me sing. It's a nice way to set the tone and get everyone's vibrations synced up. So I will do the same here today. I'll do it for you, for me, for us. I will, I must tell the stories sing the songs, echo the great clamor in a soul, your soul, my soul. Our souls are bound amidst the peaks and valleys, betwixt the waves of sound, I am called to you, to us, to self, where there is trust between you and I are floating through the air. The space doesn't hear the call of passing shooting stars to see them and yet to know that nary one of them Feel the echo, the beating of my heart as it passes through the dark. I come in peace. I come in peace. Floating. Through the air, the space doesn't hear the call of passing, shooting stars to see them, and yet to know that every one of them can feel the echo, 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 the beating of my heart as it passes through the dark. I come in peace. I come in peace.
Every morsel of my being to be revealed I feel it in the air, I can feel a chill When you look me in the eye and I get caught still Until I melt into the sound of my name On your lips, hold me quick I feel sick with Something delicious Hurts so good Repetitious Pounding of an organ Pumping that blue heat Neath my skin Oh, I call out your name I call out your name your name oh, wait for you prayed for you came for you and every breath Never forget them now away. You often wonder. 
Cara, thank you for being here. That was an incredible thank performance. Thank I you loved so it. much. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you know, I just mentioned this to you a moment ago. I've been here for several small studio sessions. Mm. Usually people have musicians or an instrument to hide behind. You're just in here uh, naked in front of a room full of strangers. That's the day I came. <laughs> performing. Uh, you told me you're used to that, though. Is that a nerve-wracking experience for you? Every time I do any of these things in front of the people that are most important, which is the listeners, I'm nervous. Um, but I am used to it. Um, be it from audition culture, um, from the way I was trained musically, I'm always doing auditions for things. So that's just stand up and do it. Um, to open mic culture, which is if you don't have the things, just stand up and do it. Uh, so I'm, I am fairly used to that sort of bare feeling. Uh, I think I've heard it works for me. It's comfortable, so. <laughs> yeah, and that introductory piece you performed, I mm -hmm. Come in Peace, mm -hmm. that set like the perfect tone and kind of broke the ice, so to speak. Thank Tell you. me about that piece, and it's clearly intentional to create yeah. that ambience, right? Yeah, um, that piece is very important. Um, it's actually a combination of a poem and a song. Um, the poem is called uh, The Call, and the piece is called Floating. So whenever I write my set list, it's always The Call slash Floating. They're together now, pretty much. Um, but it does set the tone and my intention for every time I perform for anyone. Um, anytime I write a song, it's made to share. So that sets the moment of sharing and kind of gets everyone's vibration synced up. It gets their attention. So they have to stop and listen. It's just nothing else happening. <laughs> so you hear a tone and you and you have to stop and look and see what it is. And then you start to feel everyone around you kind of because I can feel it from stage as well. Um, the breathing almost gets a little bit synced and it's kind of just a zoning in. And I like to either open or close with it um, just so we're all together for at least that moment. And then the rest of the set, you can get distracted. You can get your drinks. You can do whatever. But for that... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as we heard during your performance, your um, approach to music embraces a lot of styles, right? From hip hop to jazz and, and, and many other things that uh, maybe you didn't uh, touch on here today. I, one thing I do know about you is that you studied as a classical vocalist. Mm -hmm. You studied basically Western art music as a vocalist. Yeah. Tell me about your background studying classical music and how that informs what you're doing now. Um, so I knew I wanted to go to college when I was when I was in high school I knew I wanted to go to college um, choosing a music degree was not I wasn't sure um, but ultimately I decided I wanted the building blocks if I was going to go and I wanted the college experience um, I was going to do something in my field so that I had building blocks to take wherever I wanted to go because I know plenty of us don't study classically or don't even read music sometimes and just are super prolific. Uh, but I knew that if I wanted to go, I might as well do my thing and get all those building blocks, all those tools. The goal was to be able to sing anything. <laughs> like when I went in, I was like, I want to be able to sing anything. I want the tools for that. Um, help me build a fuller performer. <laughs> um, so the instruments um, kind of stopped at the proficiency tests, but I did take the vocal building blocks, the breathing, the performance, the presence, um, the studying of music and learning of music and uh, kind of the adopt adapting. Um, I got all of that from studying classically and just pure exposure 
to tons of things that I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear new instruments. I wanted to learn social context of different cultures, music, and just really an anthropological uh, viewpoint. I get that from my classical training as well. So definitely worth, definitely worth everything, <laughs> everything. <laughs> And you've been performing for a while now. Yeah. You made your debut nightclub <laughs> appearance at the Jazz Kitchen at age 16. As a baby. As a baby. <laughs> Tell I me mean, about your early years in, in performing. Um, I remember singing in my room all the time. I can't say whether or not I was writing things in my head or not when I was that young, but I remember singing around the house all the time. My first talent show was sixth grade, and then... That was it, it was a duet, and we basically sang the whole thing together, obviously. But it was the first time that I was on stage in front of people, and I could say, Mom, I'm coming to do this thing in front of people. <laughs> Join me, which was terrifying and nerve-wracking. But after that, it was talent show after talent show. I switched from band to choir. I love my trombone, but I switched from band to choir. And after that, it was show choir. After that, it was um, opera ensemble in school, jazz ensemble, and all along the way, um, musicians have kind of like just brought me along. I learned the most from musicians, tactical musicians, people who play the things, write the things, and can speak to me in a way that I become better. That's always been a goal of mine as I grow and as I started my journey realizing, okay, so vocalists are here and sometimes you can just stay there and you kind of show up, the band supports you, and then you leave. And I didn't want to do that. So as I went throughout my career, I realized some of the most influential people to me were musicians who were actually playing, leading the band, that kind of thing. I had professors that would take me out on gigs for Christmas or, you know, what have you, just doing small gigs where I got to do jazz standards. I got to learn that with them. And they didn't have to do that. <laughs> they didn't have to do that. But it enriched my experience so much that it gave me the goal of being more than just a singer, more than just a front man kind of, kind of a deal. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> we talked about this a few minutes ago. You have this incredible collection of songs you've written. You're an incredible performer. When are you going to make an album? Is that... A big priority on your agenda? When am I going to make an album? Yeah. Um, it is a huge item on my agenda. Um, actually, for 2020, that is my thing. Um, I really enjoy the idea of a live band sound in studio. So it's difficult. It's real hard to make a band. <laughs> um, so I don't have one. <laughs> uh, right now, the goal is to either adjust how the recording goes or what the recording sounds like and just go for it or just rapidly start bringing people in and maybe having a rotating situation for people when they have the time the songs are most comfortable with and just just make it happen and be done with excuses <laughs> so 2020 is all i can say right now yeah. And I wanted to ask a couple questions about the emotional and sort of conceptual content of your music. Mm. Uh, I heard an interview with you where you described your music as being emo. <laughs> and when I hear that, I think of something very morose or mm. melancholy, right? Mm. But there's a lot of positivity in your music. You mm. sang a song today talking about uh, you're living your best life, even on your worst day. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of positive uh, feelings mm. in your music. Tell mm. me about kind of where you're coming from emotionally <laughs> as a songwriter and vocalist. I suppose I'm not as emo as I was before, but such is the way. Um, 
I say emo because really emo is emotional. Emo, that whole genre is driven by just the feelings <laughs> and not being afraid to express the feelings no matter how abstract, not being afraid of the imagery that you use to express those feelings. So that's that's why I say emo because I am very squishy. Uh, so when I'm writing, every single thing I write comes from either a personal experience, um, is uh, inspired by a specific person or moment, or it's something that I would really like to say to people or I think maybe someone wants to or needs to hear. Um, it is very emotion driven. Um, when I finish a song and I put the pencil down and I'm looking out the window on downtown, <laughs> it just feels like, yeah, I was supposed to write that. And now someone needs to hear it because we all are thinking these things. So because we all have these emotions is why it becomes so important for me to share them however they come. Um, I figure the more honest I can be about myself with you, the more honest you can be about yourself with you and we can be about each other um, because we literally are so similar. There's We are more alike than we are unalike, mm. period. <laughs> so that's very important in my emo, moody music. <laughs> It's not all like that anymore. <laughs> Understood. And building off that, uh, you know, we all carry a lot of identities as human beings and artists mm -hmm. that influence our work and lives and how we define ourselves. Uh, I, I, I heard a really interesting conversation you, you had with the visual artist Ray Parker on a podcast. And you were talking a lot about how your identity shapes your work. And I wondered if you wanted to speak to that at all. How, how do the identities you carry influence mm -hmm. the art you make mm -hmm. and just, yeah what you're doing now? Um, I think mainly because everything I write comes straight from my life. That is the best way for me to be authentic is to not hide these songs or keep them to myself. Or if it comes out as a poem and not a song, feeling comfortable sharing it in whatever space I'm in if I feel like it needs to be shared in that space. Um, that's kind of built my, I think it's built my personhood in the public eye um, because I will bring a poem to a concert and I will bring a song to an open mic um, because it feels most authentic in the moment. Um, I maintain that also by allowing my set to change when I arrive, when I step up on stage. There's a high possibility I might tell the DJ, mm, just kidding, we're going to do this one instead because this is supposed to happen today um, and I just feel it. Um, that is the best way for me to present myself as a performer and an artist in the best way that I can is for it to just literally be me. <laughs> and finally, uh, with this rich palette of musical textures you command, you know, classical, jazz, hip-hop, R&B, you have so much to draw from. Where are you trying to go with your music? Is mm -hmm. there a specific direction or are you just mm -hmm. trying to be as much of yourself as you can possibly be? Yeah, where are you going? Yeah, um, I don't know where I'm going. Um, I would say if you were going to be a longtime listener, I want you not to know exactly where I'm going to go. And I want you to have to go back further into discography to know where I came from. Um, and I want there to be something of mine that you can listen to for any of your needs throughout the day, throughout the week. I want to be there with you. <laughs> thank you so much, Okar. It was a pleasure thank to hear you. you sing and to speak with you today. Thank so you thank so you. Much, Kyle. <laughs> Support for Small Studio comes from Sun King Brewing.